Hello, welcome to the first episode of Café en la Mañana. My name is Valeria, your host for this podcast. For this week's episode, I'm interviewing Renee, a book blogger at Respiring Thoughts, as well as a student. My name is Renee. I am a book blogger at respiringthoughts.com. And also, I just finished up my undergrad, so for now, I'm taking a couple months off, and that's what I do. Okay, and then what did you finish your undergrad in, if you don't mind me asking? I finished it with a major in English and a minor in Spanish. If someone, like, just came up to you one day and said, who are you, how would you describe yourself to them? Ooh, I would describe myself, ooh, this is hard, um, where'd it go? I think oh, there we go. Something. Okay, that was weird. It like disappeared. Um, okay, I would describe myself as someone who is very like I think feminist is usually the first word that comes to mind because I don't see that as just like oh a one thing like it's part of who I am and it like affects everything like how I relate to other people and also I'm interested and really passionate about just inclusivity in general like just supporting people and whatever part of life they're at and helping them get to wherever they need to go, I guess. The better question is, how are you more inclusive yourself with what you do? Yeah, um, I mean, I see myself as a very privileged human being, and I think one of the ways I try to use that privilege to to affect other people's lives and like support them is to listen to them. I think listening and just understanding other people and where they come from is one of the most important things I can do and to like boost their voice because I don't want to use my privilege to speak for them. I want to use my privilege to to help them and help their voice be heard effectively. So I don't want to take the stage. I want to step back and let other people take the stage. So I mean, in my day-to-day life, I try to to read and to absorb a lot of different, like, narratives and stories, and um, so that will help me to just understand other people because people are so varied, and, you know, there is no, like, one experience for anything. There's no, there's no one African-American experience. There's no one gay experience. There's just everything, and I just want to understand, and I think by understanding that, like, helps bring about compassion and just... And when you're compassionate, it's easier to see other people as human beings rather than just label them and put them off in their box where they maybe are not as effective or present in your mind. So you kind of answered my question as to how you're being more diverse mm-hmm. um, and then also how you're bringing in the conversation. Um, so there's obviously like a Trump presidency coming in yes. January 20th. Um, his rhetoric in, especially regarding immigrants is obviously very negative. Um, (laughs) uh, where do you stand, I guess, in that situation or in that, whenever someone brings that up? When, like when somebody is spouting rhetoric similar to what Trump would say, what what do I do in that situation? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. That situation stresses me out so much. I try to avoid it when at all possible. Um, And especially when it's, like, people who are close to you, like, I'm going to be honest, certain members of my family and certain friends of mine, like, speak and believe that way, and it makes me really uncomfortable and really sad, and also slightly, not not unsafe for myself, but just, like, unsafe. Um, And so how do I respond to that? Um, 
I would like to be better about confronting it, but I'm kind of a coward. So I say that my response is generally to just to try to remember that humankind as a whole is better than that. And um, I have confronted it especially and just said like, well, and like I try to give examples because like I said, what part of my goal is to like humanize certain issues or to like just understand that there's humans at the other end of this debate. And so like when that happens, I try to be like, okay, but what about X person who is dealing with X situation? And then I don't know. I don't know if it's effective, but for, for me personally, I know that giving like saying, oh, well, we're going to get rid of all X immigrants or Y immigrants, like just as a blanket statement. And then I try to say, well, here's a personal face to that story. What is your response to that? And then sometimes it's a good response and sometimes it's just more of the same bigotry and nonsense. So do you see yourself represented in media and that's just like, not just like news or stuff like that. It's just like a general statement as to everything. Um, represented in media. I think I do more now, like, like obviously the media I intake most is going to be fiction, like novels. And I think in the past couple of years, we've definitely seen a push for diversity and inclusion in fiction. Um, and so one book, I remember the first book that I ever really felt, oh, this is me, is Gabby, A Girl in Pieces by Isabel Quintero. And that's a really great book just in general. Um, and it's just about a Mexican-American teenager and um, just her high school experience, her senior year of high school. Um, so that book was really special to me when I read it. Do I see myself as representative in media a lot? No, um, not necessarily. But I think we're making a lot of push for that, and that that makes me hopeful for the future, definitely. So do you think, or how should media do a better job at bringing diversity more? And I guess since your mostly intake is um, books, how should authors, if that's something they're wanting to do, how should they bring diversity more into what they're writing? Yeah, that's a tough question. I think there's a lot of conversation, like, about how authors can do that. Um, I think some answers have been just to make more, like, for, like, publishers to push for more, like, diverse stories, which I think is definitely the answer, because by default, the white heterosexual narrative is going to be more more palatable and more, seem like an easier an easier story to sell and for other people to relate to, which is not necessarily true. So I think definitely pushing as, as has been done for the past couple of years, just to allow more room on shelves and in, in people's lives for those stories. Also, um, I've seen some grants for like, um, marginalized authors, because a lot of times if you're a marginalized author, you're not going to have the support system that a white author will have or a heterosexual author will have. Um, and so I've seen some grants. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I personally can't give a grant because I'm (laughs) a student, but I think that's a really great idea. Um, other things, I think just keeping the conversations that we have about representation and inclusion and diversity are really important because it's important to keep a dialogue open, I think. So I'm not sure if there's one specific thing I could point to, but I think most of what's being done is steps in the right direction, and I would just like to see more of that. Do you think it will, we will ever be like done with pushing for diversity? Or 
No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, just like looking historically, I'm sure some people thought, oh, the Civil War, that was done. And then, you know, we had to have civil rights and now we're having Black Lives Matter. I don't I think that there's always going to be bigots in some form, unfortunately, because that's just human nature. And so the the fight for complete equality and representation and inclusion is never going to be over, unfortunately. But um like we've made a lot of strides and it, it makes me hopeful for the future for sure. Okay. Not, yeah. Sorry, continue if you were gonna say something. Oh uh, no no no, it's fine. I was just gonna say I think the the Trump presidency was definitely a setback for a lot of us, but I think it awakened a lot of people as to how important that, you know, the fight isn't over and we still need to fight for these things and support them. So I think it was a rallying cry for a lot of people, which makes me, you know, sad that it had to happen, but also excited at the same time. Okay. And then I I should have asked you in the beginning, um, are you, you're obviously Latina, where is your background, I guess, from your family-wise? and uh, Yeah, so my mother is of Mexican descent. She was born in the States, but her whole family is from Mexico. And then, so she's a child of immigrants, and then my dad is actually an immigrant from um, Germany. So I have, um, like, Hispanic background and then immigrant background on both sides. Okay, so we're basically at my last question. Is there anything else that you would, like like to add Ooh, i don't know about anything <laughs> yes oh i don't know um i mean i guess just my whole life statement is it's important to listen to other people and to let other po- people's voices be heard which i've already said um yeah it just i really want to emphasize that you can never listen to someone's perspective and life story too much like there is no such thing always, always try to understand where the other person is coming from. Even if you don't like it, it does not hurt you to just understand their point of view. And that's, that's all I have to say. (laughs) True. I've never looked at it that way, honestly. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't like what people who support Trump have to say, but I think it's important to understand how that happened and what went into that, because there's definitely, you know, some issues at play as to why they felt like this guy was the right person for them. And it's important to understand that just for an example, so. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I I was interviewing someone else the other day for a story that I was doing for um, Arizona Public Media, and I asked her, I was just like, so, like, how do you think, like, the inclusion should be when it comes to, like, diversity or something like that? And she was like, well, you have to look at everyone's perspective, and then when they tell you their perspective, like, you have to hold them accountable. And then she came up with me later, she's like... And because she had brought up like the alt right and stuff, and she's like, yeah. just to let you know, like I don't agree with what they do, but like I still think we should like talk, like talk, have them talk about their point of view. And I was just like, I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my professors, like she's very, very liberal, but her like what she does is she monitors alt right like websites and like chat forms and like Reddit and stuff. And she's like, it's horrifying, but it's so important to understand like the deep resentment and anger that these people feel because there's that's something that needs to be addressed for sure this podcast is currently being edited and recorded by me valeria the royalty free music played at the beginning and end was created by lee rosevere and is titled i'm going for a coffee there is also a patreon for this podcast if you search for valeria flores on patreon.com 
That is there if you'd like to donate so that I can pay for the unlimited upload onto SoundCloud. The podcast will remain free to you though, so there is no need to worry. Thanks for listening.